0: Through it ran the principal wagon route from Baltimore to southwest Virginia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. But the Wagoneers have long been dead. With them died the fortunes of Wizard Clip, and the man who helped it get its name. Our story starts near the beginning of the nineteenth century, with a Pennsylvanian named Livingston, Leaving his native state, he and his family purchased a lakeside farm on the outskirts of the town we have mentioned. In front of his farm, and beside the Opequin River, ran the wagon road. A man of mild temperament, the Pennsylvanian was fond of contrasting with a certain modest air his former failures and the success he was enjoying in his new home. Although Livingston himself was liked well enough by his neighbors, the same could not be said of his wife. She was a woman of mean and dominating disposition who kept much to herself. The Livingstons had lived only a few years in their new home, when the event which was to cause their undoing befell them. Appropriately enough, it happened on a most miserably cold and rainy night." Gusts of wind screeched plaintively outside the Livingston's windows and tore with icy fingers at the shutters. They had readied themselves for bed and were about to ensconce themselves under their feather comforters when Mrs. Livingston heard a faint sound on the porch, quickly followed by a loud knock. Her husband went to the door, cautiously cracking it open a few inches, only to have the force of the wind wrest it from his hand. In front of him stood the tall figure of a man, cloak swirling madly about him in the gale. I pray you will give me a night's lodging, sir, begged Livingston's visitor. "My wagon has suffered an accident to a wheel and cannot be repaired before morning. We are about to retire, but will be glad to have you pass the night with us, replied Livingston, although he could see the dour look on the face of his wife. The stranger came in, and without much grace, Mrs. Livingston showed him to his room. The house had not been settled and quiet for long, when in addition to the eerie wail of the wind another sound could be heard. It was a succession of fearsome groans interspersed with the sharp outcries of a man in pain. Stopping only to jerk on his slippers, Livingston hurried to the door of the stranger's room and asked him if all was well with him. In a tortured voice his guest replied that he was deathly ill and did not expect to live to see daylight. He begged his host to summon a Catholic priest that he might be given the last rites, admitting that he had neglected his religion in health, but now, in extremis, felt in dire need of its consolation. Livingston replied that he knew of no priest nearby and couldn't hope to find one closer than Maryland. He remarked, however, that his neighbors, the McSherrys and the McGinnies, were Catholic and perhaps could tell him of one. His wife was by now listening to the conversation, and at this she became extremely angry. "'If you think you are going to start out on any such wild goose chase in the middle of the night,' I shall take good care to thwart you, said she. And even if you should succeed in finding one, I warn you, no Romish priests shall ever set foot in my house. The best thing you can do is return to your bed. I'll wager this guest of ours will be as well as your eye by morning, and if I have my way he shall be on his way with the sun's first rays. Livingston reluctantly gave in to his wife and went back to bed. All night the pitiful pleas and outcries continued. Next morning their guest did not appear, and, much alarmed, Livingston entered his room. The stranger was dead. Of course, a story had to be decided upon to tell the neighbors. The Livingstons simply said that a wayfarer had asked lodging with them the night before and died in his sleep. They made no mention of his dying wish. They recalled— with surprise, that he had not told them his name. And, search his belongings as they would, no clue could be found to his identity. A simple funeral was held late the following evening, and the unknown traveler laid to rest. The family had no-